0: Living on, Cultaholic Island, ahead of Impact Wrestling's UK Invasion Tour. We are honoured to be welcoming the virtuosa Diana Perrazzo to Cultaholic. How are you doing, Diana?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: We are all good here. A UK tour on the way Glasgow, Newcastle, two nights in sunny Coventry. Do you have a favourite memory? It has to not necessarily wrestling, it can be non wrestling <laughs> of our greed and pleasant lands, Diana.
1: You know what? I spent a lot of time in uh, Portsmouth and South Sea when I was in England. Um, So really i mean it's just being there and one of my very best friends zoe lucas lives down there i spent a lot of time with her um she's the person who kind of took me up to london and do all the sightseeing and things like that so i feel like there's just like a lot lot of like good memories with her while i'm in england
0: i know you're a big fan of fried food and we do that quite well over here is there a particular dish that you're looking forward to eating when you're in the uk
1: um, fish and chips is always best when you're in the UK. Um, Especially so in Portsmouth
0: definitely... as well. Like a Pompey fish and chips is fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, is is there like is Brighton the place that you're like supposed to have
0: them? I mean, you can have them anywhere. I don't think you get. Yeah. Put, you don't get put in the Tower or anything if you if you don't have them <laughs> there. Everywhere does their own version of them. I know the West Midlands do like orange chips because they're extra fried. They're, uh, Ooh, you know, they're, they're, as, they're like as healthy that. as being hit by a car. Uh, but <laughs> Newcastle has its own uh, special trends and foods and stuff that you're going to fall in love with. And what's lovely is that this is a chance for you to test out your new BA. You're a Bachelor of Arts now in history. And yes. is there something about the history side of the UK that you're looking to take in, if you have time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, going and and doing all the sightseeing in London was so fun. <laughs> Just like as a as like a bucket list thing, I think most people have is like to go to London and see Buckingham Palace and and do all that kind of stuff. But now I have such a different perspective on things. So I'd love to go back and, and redo all of those things with some of the things I've learned through my studies. But, um, you know, I just think what I was saying to Steve the other day, like I've been to, to Newcastle and there was an indie show there that a friend was on and I just kind of traveled with them. And um, just everything in England is so old and, you know, it's been there for hundreds and thousands of years. And like just that feeling of like it's old and it looks old and like you're walking on these cobblestone roads. Like that is what i love like i just i get giddy about it i'm like this has been here forever longer than than time you know and um yeah i just i appreciate that so much
0: well uh we're based here we're based in newcastle upon Tyne here at cultaholic so uh, we're excited mm-hmm. to hear uh you and steve having the love for newcastle this is something you might not have had in your history ba before we get into your three matches uh, i want to test you on some newcastle slang some Geordie slang. oh
1: okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay
0: try there we go okay so if a geordie someone from newcastle was to come up to you and say why i man what do you think why i man would mean
1: um does that mean like how are you
0: <laughs> it means yes of course oh so okay if if you were just de- if somebody was to describe you as canny as she's proper canny what do you think canny would mean
1: I want to seem funny, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> you're not a million miles.
0: So if, if, you're, if you're proper canny, like you're good, you're nice or you're pleasant. Okay. Uh, this one might be more uh, in, the, in the vein of Diana Parrazzo. If somebody was to describe you as Raji, what do you think Raji might mean? Oh, <laughs> bitchy. <laughs> bitchy, aggressive. Okay. you bit of a nasty person. Yeah, she's it's proper Raji like. Is uh, you you'll hear when you come to Newcastle, people saying that that Diana Perazzo, she's proper Raji like. So, and then when you, when they say that, you know what it means. You're armed and ready to go.
1: <laughs> now, yes, I am.
0: <laughs> before we get you <laughs> to the. That's compliment. U- Hey, uh, it's the greatest compliment. If if, if a Geordie's talking to you, it's already a compliment. Before we get you to the, uh, we've got to choose three matches for you to watch that you would watch whilst metaphorically stranded on a desert Island. Yeah. So let's talk through them. What would you like your first match to be?
1: Um, my first one is, uh, fall brawl 97. It's, um, Eddie Guerrero versus Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Jericho. Um, I don't know why. That's just like always been one favorite match I've always had. I could go back and watch it a million times. So I'd have to take that one with me.
0: You cite Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho as influences for your style, that WCW Cruiserweight division. Uh, Can you remember the first time that you saw them in action and they blew your mind?
1: Yeah, I think it was just the hybrid style of like, they can do so much technical wrestling, but they can also do the high flying and the lucha. You had someone like Dean Malenko, who's doing all the power moves as well. And it was just this crazy combination of all of those three things. And I think um, young Deanna couldn't really appreciate it. But me now, you know, 10, 11 years removed, can appreciate the fact that I think, you um, Women's wrestlers, women's wrestlers more specifically, but wrestlers in general, get kind of pigeonholed into you are this or you're that or um, you have to be a technical wrestler, you have to be uh, a powerhouse. But that division that WCW Cruiserweight division was could be all of those things. And I think that while it was appreciated then, it defined the style now. And uh, I, I just love to go back and watch it.
0: So you were eight years old when you started getting into the world of wrestling. Had wrestling not come along for you in the way that it has, where would Deanna Perrazzo be? What would she be doing?
1: I, um, Gosh, I don't know. I think I planned my whole life to be a wrestler. Um, So I don't, I don't know. There wasn't any... Uh, any other thing that I ever was like this is what I'm going to do with my life and you know now I have a a a history degree and I taught preschool before wrestling became full-time and I think you know when I'm not wrestling I'd love to go back and teach again or something like that but um there was only one job ever for me and that was to become a professional wrestler
0: and laser focused on that and the cruiserweights of WCW inspired that what about your second match for your desert island Diana? um it's
1: going to be a Brett versus Owen at WrestleMania 10. I feel like that needs no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> really?
0: So w- would you? when would you have watched this for the very first time?
1: Um, gosh, I don't know. But once I was wrestling, for sure.
0: So you it would have been something that you would have caught up on as you were getting into the throes of wrestling.
1: Yeah, I started watching wrestling um, like 2002, 2003, I think, um, like around that time frame. So, you know, like that was way like before my time so once I be I started wrestling 2012 early 2013 um and my trainer just made such a uh such a big deal about studying and would always still to this day sends me matches to watch old school tag wrestling you know Wrestlemania um you know like stuff from NWA if I'm like hey I'm in a Texas death match you know and he's like cool watch this and watch that so um, that kind of wasn't great you me to just go back and, and do your research and learn your craft um, especially the stuff before your time
0: so starting your training with D2W but you've been uh, lucky enough to be through so many different uh, trainers and systems and I know you're part of uh, uh, the NXT and the Performance Center in fact uh, fellow UK guy Norman Smiley you have said was one of your favorite coaches yeah that you've had uh, what What's a piece of advice that Norman Smiley gave you that sticks with you to this very day?
1: Um, Norman was, was so focused on getting us to talk in the ring and to communicate in the ring and just kind of like relax while you're in there. And I think that that's something I've always taken with me is to be able to communicate to my opponent and um, just like, This is where I can control everything, everything, this is, I mean, the ring is my happy place. There's nothing that could go wrong here because all the people I've gotten to train with and bits and pieces I got to take from them. So um, I just try to stay as relaxed as possible and communicate to everybody what I need from them to do for me um, while I'm in the ring. And that's something that was really, really honed on, uh, honed in on during the PC with Norman.
0: The ring being your happy place meant that uh, some really important people in your life away from the ring you found through wrestling. One of those being Steve Macklin, who we mentioned just then. Uh, If you don't mind me asking, how's Steve doing? I know he's on the bench at the moment. Is he doing okay?
1: Yeah, he's good. Um, He just saw the doctor yesterday and got some good news. So he's on the way up. He's he's on his way to a return. I don't know when that will be, but um, he's on the up and up.
0: That's amazing to hear. Uh, another one is uh, one of your best friends, Chelsea Green, who is uh, who who since she left your side in Impact. <laughs> Um, and and it's through incidents and accidents and such. But she's been churning through tag partners lately, like they're going out of fashion by accident. <laughs> That's because she doesn't have a real life tag partner. <laughs> is that is that something where you text? Does this does this been a banter come up? Where it's-
1: I feel like Chelsea is the the queen of like bad luck, right? Like you know when she debuted on SmackDown, broke a wrist, broke a wrist again. Like was wrestling on the Indies when she after she got released. Um, um, with a broken arm you know what I mean she debuted an impact with like can I should I be wrestling on my arm should I she just like makes it work and takes the, the bad and and figures it out for herself and she's being herself and she's happy um and as her best friend that's all I want I want her to be happy
0: what's the last text message you guys had with each other what's the last call? Um, text
1: we were talking about raw last night and uh, I, I had texted her and I was like, love the pre-tape. You know, uh, Piper came in and said, I'm your tag partner now. And um, like I said, she just makes it happen, regardless of what the situation is like. And, and her personality is showing through. And I think that's, again, what's so unique is like, I'm the wrestler, right? I love the wrestling, but Chelsea's the character. And she can pull that out of anyone. And I I think this, this turn in WWE, she's really got to like be herself and be... The hot mess, the Karen, the Chelsea Green we know her for, and um, that's what's made her thrive. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom
0: been breaking incredible ground in impact wrestling uh, over your your run here one of the longest reigns of knockout title history uh, headlining uh, pay-per-views with the impact knockouts championship queen of the mountain match the first texas death match for the knockouts women's title um what would you what is there still to do what mountains are there still to climb for you big or small um
1: i think that and this is always my answer when i get asked that question it's just um continuing to elevate the knockouts division to main event status. And I think that we've seen, you know, again, um, me and Mickey main event, the first pay-per-view for the knockouts world championship. And then Mickey and Jordan did that. And then Jordan and I did that, but you know, three years in a 20 plus long company history three times in a in 20 plus years is not enough for me um i want uh, our women's division our knockouts division to consistently be talked about to be in that spot and then given that spot and not just because we're women and, and because women's empowerment but because we're telling stories that warrant that position and you know um people are invested in what we've done enough to give us that main event spot and i think that's what my goals are my goals are to like get in the ring with whoever it is and and um have them elevate me and me elevate them to be like hey this could be the main event of our next big pay-per-view
0: One of those goals is uh, to do big things uh, in Japan as well. I know you've done Japan, but I know you always cite it as something that's important to you. Uh, Both you uh, and Giselle Shaw have thrown down challenges to Julia uh, for Multiverse United. Um, Talk to us a little bit about what it would mean to step in there with uh, a competitor the caliber of Julia.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm so excited. And when I was told uh, there was potential to do this, it was like, absolutely that's that's someone I need to wrestle and it's someone that has when fans talk about a dream match has consistently popped up over the last few years um and I just think it's it's cool to see that our paths have never crossed but we've been in so many similar places me in japan her coming to the states um and and winning a championship in japan is something that eluded me up until now so i get the opportunity to compete for the new japan strong women's championship um that's something i want to check off my list of, of, of things i've always wanted to do i never got to win a championship in stardom and now i have the possibility to from one of the top competitors there uh it's it's like the perfect
0: mix for me throw this out there because forbidden doors are being opened left right and center in the world of wrestling right now we saw at the start of the year mickey james as impact knockouts champion representing in the royal rumble for wwe Mm -hmm. which is an unreal sight out of interest knowing that that's a, a system that you've been through and now you're making uh incredible new future present and future for the knockouts division if such an offer came your way would it be something you'd consider um
1: I, I don't want to say no, and I want to say yes, but I also think that, um, you know, it's kind of the circumstance of it. I think I'm in a place where um, I've done a lot of partial rehabilitation to my career in the last three years. I've been able to, like, turn the tide of, of what people say about me and the conversations I'm in and, um, you know, cement my place in history. And, unfortunately, my first time in NXT and WWE, um did a lot of damage to that and so I think for me it's it's more being cautious about um maybe the situation I would be put in or uh something like that but I, I don't want to take it off the table because it is WWE and, and you know as a kid um I, I didn't know any other wrestling my dream was to become a WWE superstar and my dream has evolved many times over uh, during my career but I think at the end of the day it's always like that's something I'm gonna want to hold on to and want to say yes to but ne- I need to learn from my mistakes and do it differently if I was going
0: to. Multiverse United's around the corner. We've got the UK Invasion Tour and tickets uh, are on sale now to come and be a part of the UK Invasion. We can't wait to see you uh, here in the UK. Glasgow, Newcastle, two nights in Coventry. Uh, Not only that, but bound for glory is on the horizon. There are so many plates being spun right now by impact. What is the temperature like in the locker room at the moment? Because from the outside looking in, this feels like a really exciting time.
1: Home. yeah and, and i think we all feel that i think that um everyone is excited to get back to the uk uh it's been years since i've been to the uk personally but since impact as a company has been to the uk i think i saw something that said like eight years mm. and i don't know if that's true or not but um that's a really long time and you know on top of that we just did an australia tour that was phenomenal Um, As the group of us, we're so tight-knit and we all had so much fun together doing that. Um, So I think that there's a lot of like excitement to maybe have a bigger group with us and do four shows in the UK um, and just have fun. You know, at the end of the day, like I think our entire locker room appreciates the wrestling side of it. And and I think we all, I speak for everybody when I say, put on the best product every single week um, at Impact Wrestling. But to be able to bring that on the road and and have people who haven't seen us before or haven't been to a UK show before with Impact Wrestling get the opportunity to do that off the heels of doing something like the Australia Down Under Tour, Um, we're all very excited.
0: Uh, All that I mentioned, I didn't even mention Impact 1000. Before we get to your third and final match, um, yeah. with TNA legends like the beautiful people and awesome Kong and Gail Kim getting involved in the 1000th episode of impact if we could wind the clock back Diana, and you could take on a TNA legend of the of the knockouts division or otherwise would there be somebody you'd like to be in there with
1: yeah it's Gail Kim for yeah. sure <laughs> you know and I I've said this before, too, and I, I truly, like, in my heart feel that I put so much pressure on myself because Gail is agenting and producing, and she's behind the scenes with us, all of us girls, and this, the knockout's division is her baby. She grew this from nothing into what it is today. Um, So I, I think that subconsciously, I do all my work to make her proud. She's like, you know, my wrestling mom. Like, I want to come back and Gail be like, hell yeah, that was awesome, or... If She's not fix it so next time she can be that way, and I think that, um, you know, Gail has held the championship for a record like 700 and some odd days. I'm second under her 500 and some odd days. Like, it's kind of like the OG versus the new uh goat, you know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of cross over there. And um, yeah, hands down, it would be Gail Kim.
0: Okay, your third and final match. We've had the celebration of the Cruiserweights in WCW. We've had the Battle of the Hart family at WrestleMania. What's your third and final match, Deanna?
1: My third and final match is actually going to be one of my own matches. Um, It's going to be myself versus Jordan Grace at Slamversary 2020.
0: Yes! It's nice (laughs) if people pick their own matches. Not many people do. (laughs) When I saw I could pick my own, I was like, that's the one. If I'm going to pick one of my own, that's it. <laughs> going into that match, were you aware and did you feel the pressure of what you guys were going to do, headlining the show and making history that way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there was added pressure again. Of, I just left NXT. Um, I was in a weird personal and professional space anyway i wasn't sure where i was going to land if i was even going to wrestle anymore you know two months before that and um now here i am about to compete for the knockouts world championship um against one of my toughest opponents ever uh because jordan and i had been in the ring prior to that so often um up in new england wrestling each other all the time so i knew like she's going to beat me up and this is going to be a hard fought match um and hopefully i get to become the knockouts world champion and i think that i felt a lot of pressure in terms of like i put the world on notice that i wasn't treated right in you know in nxt i felt i i had more to to offer and and um now i'm getting the opportunity to offer that and impact's giving me a chance to rewrite my own history and do things the right way and uh that all culminated in that match i mean i think for me, who, who loves pure wrestling, I think that was pure women's wrestling um, for 18 minutes. And the story we told, and uh, I just wish there were fans. That's the only thing I I hate about it, that there was no one in the arena to enjoy it. But it was perfection, absolute perfection to me. And uh, we'll unfortunately never be able to replicate <laughs> And we've tried over and over and over again. But um, yeah, it was a culmination of there was pressure, there was excitement. It was m- my first world championship um, and I'm proving everybody wrong. And I did that, and Jordan and I did that
0: a BA in history and you're rewriting your own we can't wait to see you do that all again Uh, in the UK, tickets on sale now for the Impact Wrestling UK invasion Glasgow, Newcastle, two nights in Coventry we can't wait to see you here Diana. thank you for joining us on Cultaholic Island for Desert Island Graps, we'll keep the fish and chips warm for you.
1: Thank you so much